I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet, pet Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello and Happy New Year. I hope your Christmas and holiday season have been great. It's a new year and we are thinking about new things, new starts. Have you ever thought about house sitting internationally, taking care of people's pets and homes? On today's episode, The House Sit Diva, Kelly Hayes Rate brings some tips on how to get started and things to consider before you do. If you've missed Kelly's previous interviews, go back and check out episodes 9 and 16. For those of you unaware, Kelly quite literally wrote the book on this subject. It can be awfully daunting to think about. So Kelly, thank you for coming on today. And where do you recommend people get started? Hi, Colin. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to be here. And I think the first thing that people should think about when they when they consider house sitting is whether or not house sitting is right for them. Now, I'm a huge advocate of house sitting. It's changed my life. I've been house sitting full time for 10 years uh, throughout the world, all kinds of different environments, different people, different pets. And one of the things that, that I've really learned is that some house sits are right for me and others just aren't, mm. which doesn't mean they're bad house sits. It just means they're not right for me at a given time. So I think uh, the first thing folks should do is you're, if you're turning over a new leaf in this new year and considering traveling in a new and different and exciting and uh, authentic way uh, is, to, is to really you know, sit down and think about how you feel about living in somebody else's home working around their schedule, uh, having your life um, possibly be kind of thrown up in the air if a pet gets hurt or something happens with a house and you need to change your plans in order to, to deal with that responsibility. Um, I like that. I don't have a problem with that. Most of the house sitters I know relish that opportunity to make sure that a home and pets are safe mm-hmm. while the homeowner travels. Um, but but for some people, they want more flexibility or they just don't want that responsibility. So you mentioned my book. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, to be- <laughs> how to Become a House Sitter, Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva. And right at the very beginning, I have a quiz. Is house sitting right for you? And it's an opportunity to just think about all the different things that go into house sitting and mm-hmm. to see whether or not it's for you or to see mm-hmm. what, what parts of house sitting aren't for you. And then you know to avoid those particular parts. So in, in, in that in that quiz, um, you know, what would be a big red flag that, you know, this is I know that it's a very complicated decision and there's a lot of things to, to take into account. But maybe what's one or two things that um, if it's if you know, a red flag that may send off somebody that it's absolutely not for them? Well, I can I can just speak for me. I'm a city girl. So when I see houses that say rural setting off the grid. Uh, quiet, isolated. That's just not for me. It may kind of sound romantic. I think, wow, you know, that would be kind of nice to spend three months in that little mountaintop uh, chalet in in rural France. But the reality (laughs) is, and that would be perfect for a lot of people. But the Mm -hmm. reality is, is that it's not really for me. I like Mm -hmm. to be in a city where I can roll out of bed and get my cup of coffee without thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, but, you know, for other people, noise bothers them. And so being in the city would be not a good fit for them. Yeah. And I, and I think that the key there is that knowing that it's a very personal, individual decision, that it's not a one size fit all cookie cutter kind of approach that um, whether it's right for you. And then after that, what kind of sits you do is all dependent on your personality, your tastes and what you're wanting out of it. 
Exactly. And isn't it cool that it's not a one size fit all thing? Otherwise, everybody would would be going for all the sits I want. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have a lot more competition. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a, it's a big world out there. So there's it's a lot. A big world. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but for some people, though, it's just uh, they, they don't want that kind of a responsibility when they're traveling. And, and I can understand that. There are times when I just need to take a break from house sitting and I want to be in a hotel and have people cater to me. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's nice to have that little break. Um, yeah, one time I probably this is probably a really bad advertisement for my book, but uh, for a, a an acquaintance bought it one time and we had coffee afterwards and she said, I want to thank you. That was the best $13 I've ever spent because I learned that house sitting isn't for me. And it no. would have been a really expensive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good accolade for your book. It really helps people decide if that's, you know, it's because it is such an investment of just time and energy and um, that you and don't want to get, way out there and all of a sudden realize, Ooh, no, never mind. I don't like this. Right. And once you're, once you're in it, you're pretty much in it because somebody is relying on you in order for them to be able to take their vacation. And it's also an investment of money too, right? In terms of if you're doing international house sitting to get to the place, yeah, to get absolutely. the visa, to get to the place, to, you know, figure out all of the other expenses that are involved. So, um, it, you know, it is an investment and you know, the, I think the way we're talking about new starts here. So I think the best way for people to check out house sitting once they've taken my quiz and decided that it, that it might be for them uh-huh. is to uh, try to house sit either locally or for friends or family to do what you can to minimize all of the different uh, unknown factors. So mm. instead of going to, instead of jumping in, you know, with both feet and, Go to a country that is entirely foreign where you don't speak the language and you don't know the food and you're dealing with pets you've never met before and dealing with a homeowner you've never met before and having everything be entirely different. Um, That can be really jarring, right, to try Mm -hmm. to figure it all out. So I would suggest that for the first, you know, first few sits that someone does that they they do it in in a city they know or an environment they know or with people they know as a way of finding out what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Yeah, that's a really great way to dip your toe in and, and work out some of the mechanics and maybe some of those awkward ways of, of um, you know, talking with people about their house and, and getting some of those kinks worked out before you jet off and go to, as you mentioned, where everything's different. Um, and so to, just to ease, the way, ease, ease your way down into that, um, that's, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I think um, that's um, that's a good way for people to get started. The the other thing too is I I get asked a lot. Well, what platform should I join? You know, Colin, I don't know if you've realized this. There are fifty platforms out there that match house sitters and homeowners. Oh my goodness, I did not know there were that many. <laughs> yes, there are uh, five or six that are that are kind of the the big granddaddy international uh, uh, house sitting platforms, and then there are country platforms. Oh wow! Uh, for example, I'm a member of House Sit Mexico because I house sit quite a bit in Mexico. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's good for me to, to get a chance to see the house sits that are here locally. Um, the big ones internationally, uh, the, the real granddaddy is trustedhousesitters.com. They're based out of the UK and they've been around for um, a little over a decade. Mm. They tend to be the, the largest, the most expensive and the most competitive. Um, and they also offer the most house sits and the most house sitting opportunities. Mm. So that's 
one option for people. Um, a couple of others that I really like are Mind My House, uh, House Sit Match. House Sit Match is also out of the UK and they have a lot of European sits. And Nomador, which is the only bilingual house sitting platform, French and English. Hmm. And they tend to be uh, French oriented and French territory oriented. Um, it, but there are, you know, there are lots of them. So one thing that I recommend to people is to go onto a free site, which is called housesitsearch.com. And it's kind of like the kayak of the house sitting movement <laughs> where <laughs> you can go on and you, you put in your parameters or not. And, and the parameters can include geographic region, time frame, the duration of the house sit you want. Maybe you want something that's only a week. Maybe you want something that's longer than a month. Uh, what kind of animals you're willing to take care of or not take care of, and then push, 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 find and yeah. push search, right? <laughs> and and what the house sit search website does is scour all the major house sitting platforms and will show you what what's available based on your parameters. And so then that can be a nice guide to figure out which house sitting platform to join. Hmm. No, that's really nice that they have that option there. Um, so so why would somebody choose? If that if that free option is there, why would somebody choose to go a, to a pay platform? Oh, that's a good question. So once you find out what options are available, then you are directed to the particular platform that has the the site that you that, that has the sit that you want to apply for, and then you uh, have to join that platform. I so see. just like with Kayak, you know, Kayak will send you to the airline's mm-hmm. website okay. or to the you know the OTC's website or whatever. Okay. And, and that's the way to, then you, then you join, but it's a way to find out kind of, it's like a one-stop shopping. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go to all of the different websites to see which one you want to join. Right. No, that's really nice. That way you can see is my, is, is my idea of how sitting even out there or even an option for me and to be able to search and see everything at once is, is a good way. So you don't feel like you're locked into one, one platform over the other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think another way for people to get started, um, I always encourage people to to think about the kind of experience you want to have. And that will be different each time you travel, right? So if you're going away for the Christmas holiday, and you're looking for a house sit somewhere, but you really want to be able to have the freedom to do a lot of sightseeing, you want to know that up front so that you're not locked into a house sit where the dog needs medication four times a day and you can't be gone for more than three hours at a time, right. for example. Yeah. Um, if, on the other hand, you're looking for a nice, quiet retreat to write that next bestseller, you just <laughs> might want something that you know, requires you to stay in the house so that you won't have as many distractions from the area that you're, the, the community that you're house sitting in. Right, right. So to think about what you individually want at that given time, I think is really important so that you can find the best match, the best matching house sit. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're not, again, if you're not happy with that, or, you know, you may have a, you may think you want one thing, but have a bad experience with that, or, you know, just putting some forethought into exactly what you want out of it. And as you said, that changes from each sit to sit is that as you have different opportunities in certain areas that you may want to travel more in one versus another, or may want to be a homebody for one and, 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 and be out exploring in another opportunity. It's, it's something to think about before you get there. Exactly. So those are, um, those are tips that I have for people to think about getting started. 
uh, it's a, it's such, it's been such a fantastic way for me to travel. Uh, uh, when I first started house sitting, it, it was something that I just kind of fell into. Again, I did it for family members at first, and that gave me a chance to really see, well, it's, that's when I decided I liked it. And then once I saw an opportunity to do the international house sitting, I went, oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and my first international house, it was wonderful. It was for a wonderful cat, magical cat named Merlin in Southeast mm. London during the Olympics. And mm. it was for two months uh, that summer. And London was just on fire that summer. It was so exciting to be there. I, I didn't have tickets to go to any of the games, but I was two tube stops away from Stratford from where the Olympic Park was. And so every time I, I got on the London Underground, there were bubbly volunteers dressed in these pink and, and purple vests and they were just everywhere around the whole city. And, and I saw some of the athletes and, and I yeah. went, wow, I, you know what, this is a good start. I could do this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a great introduction to that too. And to be there during the Olympics. And like you said, you weren't necessarily being able to go see the games, but just to be in that atmosphere uh, is, would be, would be quite spectacular. Yes, it was. And so that's what that's what started me off. But, you know, as we've as we've talked before, most people don't house sit full time like I do. Right. Uh, uh, they do it for, you know, a couple of weeks in the over the winter holiday or maybe for four or five or six months during the summer or for a weekend. You know, you're on a long weekend, uh, you know, over over G in January. Right. When around mm -hmm. New Year's, there's, yeah. you know, a few days off. And so it's an opportunity for you to go somewhere and, and spend just a long weekend in a new city that you haven't had a chance to explore. And that's a great, you know, house sitting is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned when we're talking about platforms here and, you know, let's say we've decided to, someone's decided to go to, to, to a particular one of those. Um, what are some things, because we get to ask this a lot too, is uh, can you review my, my profile so I can get the most hits? Can you see what I need to have on there or not? Um, do you have anything in there uh, that, that you would recommend people absolutely have and absolutely not have in a profile when they're setting up for international house sitting? Absolutely. I think the first thing to think about is think about if, you know, if you're a homeowner and you're inviting a stranger to come into your home and take care of everything that is near and dear to you, your home, your pets, your garden, your pool, perhaps, I mean, all of that, you know, you want somebody who looks good on paper at, at the very least. So what I would recommend to aspiring house sitters is don't put up pictures of you partying. That's kind <laughs> should, of, you know, that's an obvious one, right? It should but go without be, saying, but yeah. It should go without saying, but you'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pictures of you with pets is good, showing that you can interact with pets. That's always mm -hmm. a great thing. So the photos, I think, are, are you know, one, one element of it is to put up photos that show that you... Um, that you're going to be a responsive and caring house sitter. Within the profile, um, I think the kinds of things to mention are what kind of experience you've had with pets, what kind of experiences you'd like to have with pets. Think of it as a resume. You know, you're not mm -hmm. just putting down what you've done, but what you would like to do and why. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, why you would like to house sit. It's it's nice, just as in a in a in an application for a job. It's really kind of nice if you talk about what you can offer. A homeowner, as opposed to, I've always wanted to come to Rome and spend oh, yeah. three weeks there eating spaghetti and yeah. taking Spanish, you know, taking um, Italian lessons, right? Yeah. You know, so to to put in what you have to offer is a good idea. 
Yeah. In the in the cover letter, it's nice to be able to uh, really um, just like a job interview to refer to very specific things that's in the homeowner's profile. Mm-hmm. So mention the pets by name. If the homeowner has said that one of the pets needs medicine, needs regular medication, you could put in there that you've had experience, if you have, that you've mm-hmm. had experience providing medication for pets. Just something that, that shows that you're taking a personal interest in that particular family than those particular pets. Um, house sitting is a very personal and, and I would say intimate kind of relationship in that, you know, it's, it, you're living in somebody else's home and they're allowing you to live in their home. And so mm-hmm. there's a real, um, there's a trust to that, but there's also an intimacy to that. And I think being, being cognizant of that and respectful of that can go a long way to uh, helping you go to the top of the heap when there's competition for a particular sit. Sure. And I really like the idea here of the cover letter and all of these components being brought together and, and really actually, you know, treating it like an like a real job application and taking it very seriously and, and expressing that in all of these elements that you're bringing up. Yes. And I like, I like it when the homeowner does that too. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know how many homeowners are, are listening to, to pet sitting confidential. Maybe they're trying to find out, you know, the inside scoop <laughs> of what we're thinking about. And if they are, yeah. <laughs> let me just say that I always appreciate it when a homeowner takes the time to be very thoughtful in, in, in her posting and mm. Takes the time to put details about the home, the neighborhood, and the pets, and and some of the quirks. Um, and and the reason why I appreciate that is because it tells me that the homeowner is taking this re- relationship responsibly as well. That they're recognizing that I'm paying my way to come there to care for their pets. I'm saving them a lot of money. Um, I'm I'm putting myself out there in terms mm-hmm. of being responsible for for them and their home and the pets. And so it shows that there's kind of a level of appreciation and recognition of that. So when I see a detailed profile, I appreciate that. The other reason I I appreciate a detailed profile is that um, it gives me an opportunity to, to recognize that it might not be for me and I don't waste my time Mm. applying for a house sit that in the long run, I'm going to turn down if I'm offered it. Right. Um, And therefore the homeowner saves time too going through applications that aren't going to pan out for her. So um, I think the more detailed everybody can be upfront, the better off it is right from the, we're, we're talking about starts right, right from the start, start. We yeah. <laughs> right up front with everything. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and recognizing, I know this, this comes up an awful lot, but knowing that it's, it's a two way, it's a two way um, applica- application process. Um, the, the, the owner is looking for someone to sit for their home and you're looking for an owner to sit for. And so the more details that are there, the, the faster and easier that process is going to go. Exactly. And it, and it is a two way street. I mean, it is responsibility, a two way responsibility. Just as, you know, if I'm applying for a job, I mean, that employer is going to taking a risk on me and they're, they're. I'm also interviewing them if I'm applying for a job to see if this is going to be a fit for me. Right. Right. right? And yes. Yeah. That is so, that is something that you don't really think about right at the beginning is that, you know, this is, I, I need to make sure that I'm okay with sitting for this person or at this house and this pet it's, but knowing that going into it helps you see what kind of red flags are out there. Um, 
you know, if when you're looking at an owner's profile, um, are there a couple things that that are red flags to you as to I know it's, you know, it's very personal, but um, that just stand out as maybe that's not the one that I want? I think some universal red flags are things like the homeowner requiring me to live with their adult children dropping by at will. We see uh, that sometimes in, okay. in a, you know, right. So, um, or I'm expected to take care of their uh, vacation rental casita in the back uh, for no pay. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> you know, additional kinds of things like that, 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 that uh, I don't know, there's some house sitters that will take those. There are some house sitters that will take them if those are paid positions, and that's oh. that's fine too. Yeah. But for but for me, I, I want to I want a homeowner to recognize that uh, it's it's a big responsibility that I'm taking on to care for their pets in their home, and that mm. that's enough. And okay. and I should not be it should not be assumed that I'm going to to handle their business. Yeah. Uh, or their relatives dropping by, and and so we see that. So that's one big kind of red flag for me. Um. Another is a homeowner that comes off sounding kind of demanding in the posting. Mm. I want this. I want this. We expect our house sitters to do this. We, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, excuse me, I'm volunteering for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I mean, yes, if you expect me to do X, Y, and Z, that's great. I'm glad you're letting me know, but you know, perhaps you could ask it in a little bit kinder way, yeah. <laughs> a little less demanding way. <laughs> so that, that's one thing. Um, I learned a lot during the Skype interview. So there's, there's several stages, right? There's the, the homeowner who's posted. I've posted my, my availability and, and, uh, and, and my posting and, and I've done my best to show me with animals and to talk about why I want a house sit and what I have to offer you. And that's all in the posting. I've applied for the house sit with a cover letter that says, let me reiterate what I have to offer you specifically. And yeah. this is why I'd like to come to your community and um, let's talk. And then during the Skype interview, that's kind of the next stage is a video conference. Mm. And that's an opportunity for me to see the home, to see the interaction, to meet the pets, right? A video, but, but more importantly, to see the interaction between the pets and the homeowner, even briefly during a, a half hour Skype interview. It's yeah. also a chance for the homeowners to ask me more questions and to, you know, to, you get a chance to get a better feel for who I am and what my experience is and how I would handle certain, certain situations. Uh, so the Skype interview is, is really important. And, and I like to do that as early as possible in the whole conversation so that we don't drag out the, the, um, the dating, if you will, well, we kind of yeah. get right to the, yeah. right to the proposal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I'm this, you know, with with house sitting and with pet sitting and pet care, it is really it's one of the most awkward speed dating processes that I think we can go through <laughs> in life because as you mentioned, it is a very intimate pro, uh, you know, um uh, uh process of getting to know somebody, getting to know the house, getting to know the location and and being in these people's lives. Um you know, that takes a lot of time and, and investment and energy to get there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it does. So. <laughs> and speed dating, that's funny. And yeah. it's true. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, uh, you know, and especially when you've been doing it for a while, and as I have, and, and I've got to the point where you know, I can pretty much eyeball what experiences would be good for me and what ones wouldn't based on my experience and what I've learned makes me happy. 
yeah. and, and where I can shine. Right. I mean, I wouldn't take a house sit that involves, um, taking care of horses. Cause that would set me up for failure. Cause I don't know anything about taking care of horses. Right. And <laughs> yeah. horses usually aren't in big cities, right. I'm yeah. a city girl. I mentioned that. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so, so by now I pretty much know what kinds of house sits are, are, are good for me. And, yeah. and so I, you know, I could apply for them and I usually get to uh, at least the, the short list where we have an opportunity to Skype. And I like to have that whole process happen very quickly because during certain times when I'm looking for a house sit during a certain period, I'll be applying to five or six different house sits. I'll probably get shortlisted on four or five of those. Mm. And I'm going to make a decision fairly quickly because I want to get my visa. I want to get my plane ticket sorted out. I want to work around the dates that the homeowner has. So like, for example, last summer, I was offered uh, three house sits in a week. Uh, one mm. in Quito, one in Incheon, South Korea, and the other in Réunion, in, mm-hmm. uh, which is a French island in the Indian Ocean. And I was offered, I, I mean, I had Skype conversations on top of each other. I had two in one day and one in another day. And I was wow. offered all three of them. And so it, it gave me a chance then to make a decision about what I wanted to do. And I had a great choice, which was lovely. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good, you know, to, you want to be in that position to be deciding between those three. That seems very nice. Right. And it was nice that the homeowners also wanted to move quickly because right. they wanted a decision made. And so they didn't drag the process out. So I think both homeowners and house sitters do themselves a disservice right at the beginning if they drag out the communication. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's something that I just want to caution everybody on that the one way to really get yourself up to the top is to be very quick with the responses and, uh, emailing back, setting the Skype conversation up quickly and, and really being responsive to the homeowner's time frame because it's to your benefit as well to move quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that really makes sense. So what would you say is um, a reasonable timeline to expect here? And I know it's varied by the sitter and their experiences and, and a lot of other factors, um, but is, is a three-day timeline from posting to booking too short uh, to expect, or is it generally more drawn out? Well, I, you know, it, the, the homeowner really sets the tone and the speed on that. Mm. So uh, it, when the homeowner posts, uh, generally the rule of thumb is the faster a house sitter can get in her application, the better off she'll be, because it might be that the homeowner gets 15 or 20 applications and only looks at the first five or six. Oh, wow. So, you know, it just depends on some homeowners, some homeowners will go through all of them and will respond to all of them, but some won't, you know, they'll just look at the first handful of applicants and and keep going until they find the right person. Mm -hmm. So uh, the sooner you get in, the the faster, the better. Um, The second thing is then when the homeowner contacts you back, and that usually happens through the platform's messaging system, you want to be able to respond very quickly back to that. If you let a few days go by you know, chances are the homeowner's probably corresponding with a few people at once, the speed dating thing again, yeah. <laughs> right? And, uh, and so, you know, you want to be able to be sure that you are still at the top, so not to let any time lag by, and then try to just set up that Skype interview as quickly as possible. Now, here's something that happens, and I've, I've seen this happen with homeowners a lot. They post, especially new homeowners who haven't had a house sitter before, they will post and not realize that they're going to get a dozen or 15 applicants and they'll feel overwhelmed and not get to it right away. Mm. 
or they'll post at the beginning of a really busy work week with the intention of not getting to it for a couple of weeks. Oh. And, and by that time, some of the applicants have already moved on to do other things because they didn't hear anything back and they assumed right. that, that it was already filled. So uh, for any of the homeowners who are listening, one of the, one of the things to do is to really, um, it, it's, like, it's like going into a restaurant. You don't go in with enough money just to buy your meal. You've mm-hmm. got enough money to pay for the tip and the parking. You recognize yeah. that those are parts of it. So it's not just about the time frame for posting your listing. It's about setting aside enough time after that posting goes live to sift through and, and uh, um, assess the different applications you get. So that's sort of, and, and the more time you set aside to do that right after the posting, the better off you'll be. You'll have more options. Yeah, and as the as the house sitter, knowing that the process is only as fast as the homeowner can or will go, um, you know, is both a both a, a blessing and a curse. Knowing that it's kind of out of your control, and you can only do so much to make the process go along faster. Yes, and you know, I mean, you can't cyberstalk somebody on the platform that doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, you know, every, every once in a while, I'll email somebody back and say, I, I just wanted to check and see where you are on the process. But if yeah. they haven't answered my first email the, or the first application, they're probably not going to answer that one either. Right. So, <laughs> you know, um, and it's, you know, it doesn't, it's, I, it's the thing that really annoys house sitters who take time to put together a really thorough application that's personal and, and, uh, and they hope helpful for the homeowner to not even see that it gets read on a lot of the platforms we can tell whether or not our, our application has been read. Ooh. And I can't tell you the number of times that I put in an application and, and it wasn't even read. Oh my so, gosh. It, you know, it's, and I don't know what that's about. I don't know if the homeowner decided not to take the trip or decided that the whole process was not going to be for her or her niece decided to come and live in her house and she didn't need a stranger. It could be anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If they're not communicating back to you, you have no idea. Yes. So one of the things that I always tell house sitters when they're starting out is to put out a lot of applications. Mm. You just, you need to sow a lot of seeds to see which one is going to, is going to grow for you. Yeah. Cause you don't know what's going to bite. And as you get more experience through the process and as you get more reviews and more referrals, I'm sure that speeds it up too. Um, so that you don't have to continually send out as many each time. Yes. And well, for me, what happens is, is I get a lot of re- repeat sits. sits. Oh, yeah. So I'm not applying for as many as I used to when I first started out. Um, but, you know, still, like, I mean, like last summer, I applied for, well, I applied for three house sits and those, all three of those mm-hmm. were people who, as I said, you know, set up the Skype interview with me. But it, it could have very well been that all three of those people didn't follow up with me. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you just have to keep putting, putting applications out there. And, and, uh, and really, you know, Colin, the best time for people to start, and this is a little counterintuitive, hmm. but the best time for people to, for newbies who want to start house sitting is over the holidays, the Christmas hmm. holidays and during the summer, because that's when a lot more people are traveling. Right. And well, especially during the holidays, because during the holidays, what happens is some house sitters don't want to house sit then they want to be home with their families. So there are fewer house sitters on the market, if you will. So there's less competition. There are a lot of house sits out there because people want to travel then, especially teachers in foreign countries. They want to travel and go home to their families and they have their pets that they want taken care of. 
So there are a lot more house sits available in different places. So the, the ratio of house sits to house sitters shifts during that period of time in, in favor of house sitters and particularly in favor of new house sitters. So that's a great tip for people starting out. Yeah. And as you said, it's kind of counterintuitive because you think everybody would be out there trying to house it during that time. But as you mentioned at the very towards the beginning is that not everybody house sits full time. And so people come and go off the market. So whenever there's a great, much greater demand than there is supply of house sitters, that's the time to jump in and, and wet your feet and see what you get. It's right. Exactly. The only downside to that time of the year is that the airfares are pretty expensive. Uh, but um, but there's, you know, there's ways around that to be able to go before. I'm, uh, for example, I have a, um, this past Christmas, I had a house sit in, in South Korea, the one that I didn't take last summer. I, I asked the woman if she wanted someone for the Christmas holiday. And so mm-hmm. that's where I was house sitting. And uh, she very graciously allowed me to come a couple of days early. And my flight from Los Angeles to Seoul was uh, about $370 one way. If I had flown the next day, it would have been 800 and something dollars. Oh my goodness. Because I was moving into the Christmas season. So the homeowner was kind enough to let me come three days early. Uh, And so that's something that can be negotiated. Or even if I had stayed in a hotel for three days, that still would have been cheaper than the $800 ticket. Yeah, absolutely. So those are things to those are things to consider if, uh, if you're going to be starting around the around the holiday season. And I realize we've just come out of that, so yes. this isn't necessarily a timely tip for this particular <laughs> show, but it's one yes. to keep in mind. <laughs> well, yeah, and as and as we think of uh, you know a new year and new starts, as we keep um, uh, bringing this up, is is now is a good time to start planning to start looking ahead for 2020 and and make that decision if it's right for you start doing those test trips that you've talked about, starting locally and getting those referrals going, deciding on a platform, um, and then and then working on your profile, having people review it, you know, starting now so that whenever the summer hits and then the holidays start up, you, you're ready to go. And you're not sitting there trying to pull it all together and just winging it. It's a good time to just just start. That's right. That's a, that's a really good tip. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, to join most of the, of the uh, house sitting platforms is under a hundred dollars, which is, you know, well under what we might pay for a hotel and a day's worth of meals yeah. in, in a lot of places. So it's, it's something that, that is very uh, affordable to join the, the different platforms. Um, and so getting that up now is a nice new year's resolution. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah. And as well as, as well as checking out your book and, and how can people find your, your book and follow along with your work, Kelly? Oh, thank you. My book is called How to Become a House Sitter, Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva. It's available as an ebook on my website uh, for $7.99 at housesitdiva.com. Or it's available as a soft cover on Amazon uh, or as a Kindle on Amazon. And again, it's How to Become a House Sitter, Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva. And that's where I have uh, the quiz, is house sitting right for you? <laughs> and uh, which I hope it is. Yes. <laughs> I like that woman who said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and also just, I have, I have one chapter that has over 20 different considerations that uh, you might want to think about when you're looking at a house sit, everything mm-hmm. from its location to the, the type of house it is. 
uh, things that homeowners may not necessarily think to tell you about their house. And that's the whole chapter, as well as some anecdotes of just my little house sitting experiences, which have been <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. Somebody said, you need to write a book one day. And that, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are all thankful that you did um, with all that great resource. Um, and we, we appreciate you coming on today and sharing with us a little bit about getting started and just, you know, how to even begin to wrap our brains about um, that that process and things that we need to be thinking about. So we really appreciate you coming on today, Kelly. Thank you for having me and happy new year, everyone. So whether it's starting something new or continuing to refine and hone those things that you're already great at, I hope 2020 is the best year yet for both you personally and your pet sitting business. If you have questions or feedback, or maybe a story or passion that you'd like to share with others, email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. You can follow along with us on Instagram and Facebook at PetSitterConfessional. We're also on Twitter at PSConfessional. If you haven't checked out our website, it's a great resource with all of our past episodes, along with show notes and transcripts for each episode. Is pet sitting right for you? And what do you do after you get your first booking? Join us next week where we cover these and more topics.